Okay, we're holding on page 212, the lower paragraph, Hagader Hamoyl. Right, starting with Hagader Hamoyl, the fence that helps tremendously. I mean, the way that a person can create a boundary that will help to be machnia their yetzer, to, I guess, take away the power of the yetzer, to, in a sense, subjugate the yetzer, page 212. Yeah, there's a paragraph that begins with Hagader Hamoyl. Now, the literal definition means the starvation of the nefesh, right? What does that mean, ravon? Ravon does not mean you have to like, starve it per se. But it definitely means, uh, the way I would describe it today is more a detox. Now, I'll explain it. What's a detox? Someone, God forbid, let's say, has a drinking problem. Or someone that is addicted to some type of some form. Page 212. So we're saying over here, Rav and Hanefesh is what helps to be machnia the Yetzer, to, to take away and to subjugate our Yetzer. How do we do that? So people make a mistake. They say, as Rav and Hanefesh means you have to starve yourself. It's not starving yourself. It's all about detox. Detox means that you're getting away all the bad habits. The same way that a person, let's say, is on a bad diet. So they have to go on a detox, which means you have to stop eating sugar, stop eating carbs, you have to go off of the things that are just generally and objectively not healthy, healthy for the body. So there are certain things which are just objectively not healthy for the soul. These certain things are just not helpful for our growth, and we have to figure out a way to starve ourselves, yes, but really it means to remove the bad. To starve means that you're suffering. Now, there may be suffering, but anything that has a purpose for a particular meaning is not really that, that difficult. Because if you believe in it and you actually have a sense of mission and purpose, then it's actually you can deal with it. And people that are on diets, now it may be hard for them, but someone who's doing well, they feel like there's a purpose to it. So therefore, yes, they're starving, but at the same time, they feel it's for a particular purpose. So it's not a suffering. It's more a detox, like I said, to remove the bad things that are affecting you. So therefore, says the Orch HaSadikim, what does this mean? How do we do this? How do we subject our Yetzer? To lessen the amount of enjoyment that we have. Through food and drink. Now, what does that mean? It means... Specifically, let's say, for example, I'm on a particular diet right now. It's called the carnivore diet. I've mentioned it probably a million times. Yeah, on this carnivore diet, one thing in particular that you have to do is you have to pretty much cut out almost everything. So I don't eat vegetables. I don't eat, I don't eat carbs for sure. Sugar, I try. But particularly when it comes to spices. And I actually had a tremendous experience with this, which, which is when I would make a steak, I would like to put on this type of you know, onion, and then garlic, and then this type of new spice. I, I'm, my mother's a chef, so I, I love trying out new spices. But part of the diet is just, literally, salt, and yesh oymrim, there's an opinion that holds maybe at least black peppers allowed. What? Why oh. Because so some people, their bodies are not meant, are not able to handle the toxicity that is in, that is in, in these levels of foods. That salt pretty much is, <laughs> is pretty much not toxic. A lot of these things have a certain level of sharpness to them, the toxicity to them in the body, and people, some a percentage of all the population, some people can't handle certain foods. So a person needs to do detox to kind of remove themselves from all these things and to see how they react. But to appreciate what does it mean to have a good piece of steak, which is salt and maybe even pepper. Initially, I was doing it for the first two months, just salt. The first week, I hated it. I was like, this is not fun. What? No, tons of salt. No, you put it in, don't worry. Salt, good salt. Yeah, the best of it salt, the Himalayan salt. But then you know what? Slowly, slowly, because human nature is that the more that we get used to something, the more it becomes more normal. Yeah, it's difficult for the first week, two weeks, but eventually it becomes your norm. 
And the only reason why we don't like it is because our mind always compares to a previous episode. But if really the truth is, if your new episode is what you're doing now, then you're always comparing it to the, the most recent episode. But human nature doesn't remember that much. So really it takes two weeks to forget something. Right? Be'erach two, they saved maybe four weeks to have to change Amida. But two weeks for sure to reset our default of what's considered to be normal. Because again, the reason why most people are sad because we're always comparing it to a previous episode. But if the human mind really isn't that strong, because we really don't remember that much to begin with, we pretty much live relatively either in the current now and or slightly in the future. So therefore, if you can change your habit of what you generally do, you're going to be less bothered by what you're, what you're comparing in the past. Because it's, it's, your brain already, in a sense, forgot it. Yes? just wanted to make a suggestion. I like what the RCD was saying. But oh. I find that if I was able to prepare myself a little bit, I love food. Mm-hmm. I just love the way it tastes. I would, it Hashem wants you to enjoy the food, to whatever degree that means. Me, I feel like that's part of my own For sure. Like I'm in but now I, I see that certain things I can't do anymore, just can't. Right. right. And what I did was I tried to redirect my pleasures. I say, okay, I have to get used to the fact that I'm not going to have the right pleasure from food as much anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm very limited. Right. But so now try to focus your pleasure on something else and try to direct it towards my learning. Right. I try to say that play. It's hard to do a little it's bit. It's a very high level you find another target. It's a very high level you're saying. I think you have to find another target and say, I'm getting the right pleasure and it has to be a good thing. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So the Sezer HaSadikim, very similar. Instead, instead of really delving into the, into the real depth of the culinary you know, pleasures of life, appreciate just the smell of it. Maybe, you know, in the Vardik, the Shivas, the Shivas Navardik, they used to test themselves in different, different ways. One of them was, they would fill their plate with a good amount of food. The, and, and usually the best, best, best piece on your, on your plate is usually the meat. They would, eat, you know, they would eat everything else and leave the meat. I mean, the very thing that they dafka wanted, they would hold back. Now, what does that mean? That we're, that we're you know, we're, we're, we're rolling around in the snow now? Obviously, no. Yeah, they probably give it to somebody else. Self-control. Idea of self-control. Because, again, when you look at it from a, when you look at it from a detox standpoint, that we're trying to retrain how we relate to things and to get away all the toxins and then to re-relate back to what is proper attitudes of life, then, yeah, Baruch Hashem, we can survive without meat. We shouldn't. But you, you're not going to die if you don't have meat. A lot of times, people, they come to a kiddish. Their eyes are so wide. Their plate is... Unfortunately, they give those tiny little plates. What you got to do? Two plates. Uh-huh, right? You beat the system. They give you small plate because they don't want people you taking. You take two plates. Uh-huh, you figure it out. You go twice even. You have to push through. Okay, you have to have sharp elbows. <laughs> Our eyes are wide open. Really we take the chulin, the kish. And what happens? Ultimately, how, you know, see how much gets thrown out? If, if you ever, if anybody if is even lucky enough to even have the good meters to stick around after the kids to help clean up, <laughs> what's left over? A full plate of kids of kogel, a full plate of kids. And you see this, kids, you see it the most because kids they have the widest eyes, the, the smallest stomachs. They take, they take the tons of chala, tons of kogel, and it gets thrown out. Okay, listen, they're kids. Kids, to whatever degree possible, you can't stop kids from being kids. However, though, it tells you something emblemic about our human mind: big eyes, small stomachs. If we can appreciate, maybe, to bring in line our eyes with our stomach. Again, this is not a weight loss uh, course over here. It's, an, it's a, how we can relate to what does it mean, gashmias. Because the more you relate to these things and the more you, de- you delve deeply into it, like, why is it that we have such wide eyes? We get so excited. It's like we have to fight for it. We have to do this. People that binge eat, you know one of the reasons why people binge eat is because there's a concern. There's a concern that the, the, somehow, deep in their mind, there's a feeling that the food's going to get taken away from them. 
whatever, however caused that trauma. What happened to that person? They have such a, a need to just fress. In Yiddish, just to fress, just to fress, fress, fress. We can't, we have to be, we have to be mamayed from my own eyes. And to the extent that we give into this and we build into it and we invest into it and we think about it and we uh, just think about it constantly, then yeah, your Yitzhahar is going to be very strong because you don't have Shalita on yourself. You don't have Shalita on yourself. I would just say one thing. I would say to have these kind of things in front of you to try to exercise self-control, in theory, that's a very good idea. But it could be just at some point a person might say, you know what? I haven't eaten a cookie in six months. What's one cookie going right. That's what happened to me. Right. And then I, and then I gained all my weight back. Right. Right. It's like, an, it's like I was talking I about. I would say I went to a kid Shabbos. Right. 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 But I didn't go. Right. I saw all the stuff that was there that was like so desirable. Chocolate right. cookies with chocolate with chocolate with <laughs> Thank you for all the descriptions. Let me tell you. The first time ever. Oh, you had it? Boom. First time ever. You didn't touch. Wow. <laughs> No, but that's knowing yourself. That's exactly what the Rokhstikim is saying. So you have to make a gather for yourself. You have to make a gather, which means that you know, have to know your nature. Some people are alcoholics, which means they can't socially drink. They can't go to a, 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 a they can't go to, to a, to a, to a Shalom Zachar on Friday night. They can't go to a Neufer, they can't go to a Kiddush, because they're concerned. If I had just one beer, if I have one, I know I'm done. I know somebody who literally is an alcoholic. He, he told me one time when he relapsed, what, what happened when he relapsed? He said, okay, one time. I haven't had it in five years. Right. Took one cup. He, was in, he found himself in rehab two months later. Can you imagine such a thing? And he, in his own mind, he, 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 he just felt like it went so to his why, mouth and he clicked all the different sensors so in his brain. It's like, this is not good. So what does the Orsadikim say? What does it suggest that the smell of the food is good? That's more of a temptation. True, but at the same time, you're also, you're also it's not a test if to run out. Now you have to know yourself. No, if that's where you're holding at this very moment, all right. But what I'm saying, if you hold, if you know where you're holding at this moment, then you have to know. Okay, this is where I'm holding. So if at, if you're holding at a stage where you need to leave entirely, that's one thing. But from when it comes to when it comes to just actually being confronted with the test, meaning that we said before, I think we mentioned before about, about lashon hara. That lashon hara, the kunz is not about lashon hara. Not to, is not to not speak. It's to speak and not your words should not be the type of words that are lashon hara. You should be able to speak. So it's, it, that's the highest form. The highest form is that you're, in a sense, confronted by the challenge, but you still have the ability to be shalat on yourself. Let's continue. Instead, Right? And from the rechitzas chamin, what's rechitzat chamin? Warm bath. Right? Hot bath. That's something that's enjoyable for you. That again, the food should be well, you know, should be spiced, should be well for you, it should be happy for you, make you very happy, you'll be enjoyable. A person for sure should eat to a sense of satisfaction. But the problem is. Right. 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 The problem is we live, we live, most people have no conception of what it really means to feel fulfilled or feel satisfied, I should say, when it comes to food specifically. The Western world, we have it basically that people have no distinction of what it actually means to feel satisfied in your food and full to your, full to your stomach. What we think is actually, oh, I'm not, I'm not hungry anymore, is... Satisfaction. No. 
that is, you're full. You, your stomach is bursting out. So if they, think they think that's satisfaction, which means they have no conception of what it really means to actually eat healthy, in a healthy way. According to Halacha, the Rambam brings this down, a person should be eating, chewing slowly. You shouldn't be drinking during the meal. You have to be, I let the, the food actually be mavlia, become actually digested in your body. And according to, according to a lot of nutritionists that you speak to, they say you have to actually wait 10 minutes till your next, till your next serving. What happens? Because your brain doesn't hop that you're full yet. I mean, your stomach is full, but your brain doesn't think you're full. So you're already taking the next course, or the, I'm sorry, the next, uh, the next serving, and then you're, when the, finally you're in the middle of your beginning already of your, second, of your second taking, your stomach now realizes, has sent the message up now to your brain, and now you're full. But you're already, you're already stuck. And it's stuck in cost fallacies. So like, okay, I'm already doing it. I gotta go further. And you eat more and more and more until eventually you're completely stuffed to the gill. And no wonder people suffer from weight problems, from, from health, it's so many health issues. It's pacha b'chadim, because we have such a misconception of what does it mean to live a healthy, balanced, normal life. It's the craziest thing. Again, this is not a weight loss seminar, although I could charge. <laughs> a person should really just eat to the, to the extent of normality. <laughs> you shouldn't drink heavy, heavy, strong wines. In those days, by the way, I don't know how many years ago this was, I think 800 years, like 600 years ago, but we're talking about like even 2,000 years ago, the time of the Gemara, there's a halacha of mezigas kois. You have to water down the wine because water, wine at that point was like jelly. Basically, it's highly, highly concentrated alcohol, which is probably around like 60% alcohol. So you have to water it down in order to lower that percentage. So he's saying the person should not drink straight. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 I didn't know I was, I was around uh, experts over here. 90%. A normal bottle of wine in the store is at most 15%. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, we're talking about not wine. We're talking about like, like wine, really wine, highly. Con- I mean, that's the point. Wine is often drank in large. Okay. Shh. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not get too far afield. Anyway, what's the point? The point being is that you don't want to get drunk. Yeah, you don't want to get drunk because getting drunk is is not a way that a person should relate to, is able to relate to the world in a healthy way, is not able to be in control of themselves. Obviously, if you're trying to be, if you're trying to, if we're talking about somebody who's trying to be shallow on themselves, to actually learn how to, how to live a healthy, balanced lifestyle. If you're drunk, you're by definition not in control. It takes away your inhibitions. It takes away your thought, your thought process. You can get drunk on Friday night, go to sleep. But, but like in terms of like every meal, that's basically, because in the, in the olden day, 